sound. Built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work that Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Each fall here at Well and Good, we celebrate runners at every level with a program we like to call United States of Running. The program offers weekly 5K and 10K running plans that are accessible to beginners and seasoned marathoners alike. And so we're carrying this spirit into this episode of the podcast discussing the ways we move and how we got here. I'm Senior Director of Creative Development, Ella Dove, and today we're hearing from some runners about what fuels them, literally, and how they plan ahead to load up on all the things that will keep them going. I'm Brooke Torres, and I'm the CEO and founder of Hilma. I'm Jenny Heimlich. I'm the senior fitness editor at Well and Good, and I'm currently training for my 12th marathon. I'm Camila Jornet, and I'm a former collegiate cross-country and track athlete, a youth coach, and a long-distance runner. Hi, my name is Tracy Copeland, and I've been running for, man, I feel like at least 20 years now. I, I ran track in high school and college, and uh, I was mostly a jumper slash sprinter and as I got older and moved to New York, I, I started to enjoy running just for the fun of it um, and started signing up for marathons and half marathons and a few races here and there just to challenge myself. And I've also been a, a run coach with Nike NYC. My name is Sasha Handel, and you might know me from some episodes of Trainer of the Month Club and or Alt Baking Bootcamp with Well and Good. And I'm hoping that this segment finds each and every one of you all well and good. For a pre-workout snack, I always like to reach for something that's like mostly simple carbs without a lot of fiber, fat, or dairy, which can all give me some stomach issues. Uh, I also like to have a little bit of protein, which sustains me longer. Um, so my favorite thing is a bagel or a piece of toast with peanut butter. For a pre-workout snack, I often say you have to find what works for you. And for me, that means I've pretty much stuck to the same snacks for half my life, most of which feature carbs and protein. 
A nut butter and honey on toast or a bagel has never failed me. Maybe it's a small bowl of oatmeal with raisins and maybe a bit more nut butter or a bar of some sort, even some dried fruit and nuts if I really don't feel like having much. I really like this um, this this bar called Go Macro Bar, and I typically get like the coconut peanut butter flavor. Um, I feel like it's really tricky to find something that isn't going to upset your stomach or um, make you feel kind of weighed down. Um, and also it depends on like the time that you eat it. So I hate the feeling of, of feeling hungry when I'm running. So yeah, you definitely do not want that when you're going out for any type of run, whether it's a short run or a long run. So I'll, I'd have to say this Go Macro bar, or I, I would also say a banana is also really great too, because it has a lot of potassium. I think one thing that I've been into lately is having an applesauce pre-workout for like a short workout that seems to hit kind of right. It's like a little bit of energy, but it doesn't feel too heavy or kind of slow me down. It's important that you have sources of simple carbs, something that's very easy to digest, and something that's going to give your muscles glycogen. That's the type of stored energy that can be quickly accessed and utilized when you're in the middle of a tough workout or a long run. And for a post-workout snack, I would have something that's a bit more satiating, dare I say a bit more decadent, something that's going to feel fulfilling, rewarding, but also going to nourish your body after a grueling or long effort. So that might be something with higher fat and higher protein sources, both of which are harder for your body to break down and will allow your body a more prolonged sense of nourishment and enjoyment. And I think my go-tos for either or are pretty basic. They're pretty simple, but I like to keep it simple and delicious because if you're using the right ingredients, you shouldn't need to add too much or fuss around too much in order to make it delicious. I would say usually pre-race or pre-long run, I'm going for a really delicious piece of rustic fresh baked bread usually from a bakery nearby in either Bushwick or Williamsburg. I like to toast it up with a little bit of olive oil to get those kind of crispy dark edges. And then I'll slather on a bit of unsalted butter. I like to find the best quality so that you can really taste that quality when you're consuming it. And I like unsalted butter mainly because it's what I have on hand when I'm baking. But I also like to add a generous helping of flaky sea salt on top of my really well-buttered toast because I like to have that saltiness in every bite that I take. Post-workout, um, I'm not the greatest at refueling, but if I'm being good, I'll try to get a combo of protein and carbs um, within about 45 minutes of finishing up a long run. Um, so my favorite thing if I'm ending my run at home is to have some steamed dumplings, maybe with some bok choy or broccoli, definitely with some spicy chili crunch. I always try to keep a bar in my bag. Actually, I try to keep a variety of bars in my bag because sometimes I get sick of a certain flavor or I'm just not in the mood for whatever morning me packed for afternoon me. But I found having a couple options easily accessible helps a lot. I eat it while I stretch or while I wait for my run to upload because really, 
that time immediately after you finish is a very important feeling. I am a total mini meals person. Like I love to have multiple small meals a day. So probably whatever I'm into, whether it's like grain bowls or even like PB&J or something, I will just go for that. Post-workout snack, I would say is more of a refueling, you know, because you're, you're losing so many electrolytes. So you want to make sure that you get those back in your system. So I sometimes, I love, I mean, Gatorade is always great. It's not really a snack, but I feel like I'm refueled after I have some Gatorade or some type of electrolyte drink. Also something sugary kind of helps get that, get the electrolytes back. So it could be something as simple as like gummy bears. Um, I won't say gummy bears because I'm not saying that you should eat candy. I'm not saying you should do that. My dentist would hate me, but um, also these little cubes are great. I think they're called block cubes and you'll see them at a lot of running stores and they look like candy, and um, but they're not. So I would say the the sugary sweet after the run, and then the what's going to stay in your body and kind of hold you over the banana or whatever type of protein bar that tastes good because it, it has to taste good. So I've tried eating all kinds of different things during my long runs, especially when I was training for trail ultras, where you are going to be out there for so long, you have to train your stomach to be able to eat some real food. So I would bring along with me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, or some pasta with just butter and salt on it and snack on that. Um, Snickers bars were great. For road running, where you just have kind of what you can bring in your pockets and eat while still running, um, I go for gels and Choose So my favorites are Morton gels, um, and I'll mix that with some Cliff Block chews, usually the ginger ale or margarita flavors that are a little bit more like candy and mix up the goo situation where you just feel like you're shoving sludge down your throat. <laughs> a workout would have to be pretty long for me to find myself eating during it. Definitely the effort would probably be over two hours. Usually anything under that distance means I should have fueled enough before and will feel enough after that I'm fine to wait. But the main time I find myself fueling during an effort is when I'm out on the trails. One, because trails and mountains and mountain weather can be unpredictable, but also because I'm typically less time and pace focused and hence focus more of my time on the activity itself. The main rule I follow is drink before you're thirsty and eat before you're hungry within reason. While I know that gels can be an easy option for many, if I'm out there for hours, I prefer to have snacks and fuel I'll look forward to. Once my body starts signaling for something, perhaps I've gone a bit too long if I'm following my drink before you're thirsty, eat before you're hungry mantra, I try to have a bottle of water, a bottle with something flavored, whether it's a hydration powder or even something with more calories. Because rarely do I crave a gel unless I'm totally bonking and I need something fast. So instead, I'll have some real food, maybe some dates or dried figs or dried apricots. But often it's some Haribo gummy bears or licorice, something that feels like a treat to enjoy in the middle of what could be a tough effort. 
the important thing is that I'm getting the calories into my body. So the longer the run or the longer the workout, the more important it is to fuel during it. And I have definitely had times where I learned this the hard way. I've run races where I kind of forgot, like, you know, you, you get in there and you're suffering and you kind of forget to eat and you pay for it in a big way. So um, I, I now try, hopefully I've learned my lesson. I now try to be really dialed in with just continuing to get enough calories, especially in a longer run, whether that's a marathon or an ultra or um, as well, a half. So with those, I try to be intuitive with all of them. And that means having options for myself. So if one thing sounds good at that time, I go with it. So examples of foods that I've eaten in ultras are pickles or candy or sandwiches or quesadillas, all kinds of things. And I just try to trust my body that um, if I'm at an aid station and I see a pickle and that pickle calls to me that it's meant to be. I'd have to say during a workout, I go with the goo and I feel like they've perfected this goo. So it doesn't taste like syrup anymore. And they're all different types of flavors. Uh, the kind that I like a lot is the orange or the lemon lime. That's my favorite. But yeah, goo, it's, it's G-U and they're tiny. They could fit in a fanny pack. Sometimes I hold on to them when I run. This is this is when I'm doing anything that's over seven miles. This is when I'm going to break out the goo. And I use it before I go for the run and I use it during the run. And I don't take it all at once. I take a little bit before and a little bit during. So you want it to last a long time. And you want to make sure that you have something in your stomach so it doesn't upset your stomach. I know a lot of runners they say that this type of goo can can make you feel a little bit nauseous. So you want to make sure that you're running not on an empty stomach. You've got something to kind of absorb it. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think most notably, fueling during a workout 
can come down to several different things. What does your stomach like? What does your body want to process quickly and efficiently while it's still running? And what tastes good, you know? There's also a fourth, what's the most convenient? So it's really hard to be able to hit all of those bullet points in one single snack. And that's why when we're getting ready for a race or getting ready for a long run, we have these trial and error periods where we get to test out things and see what works and see what doesn't work as well. So for me, a gel or a chew or a drink mix or something that is just like super quick and super easy and um, will be processed by your body just as quick and easily, you know, those gels, they're not my favorite. I, I definitely use them. I think that they're one of the most smarter, more important options to have because you can pack it with you in your running belt, in your pocket, you can hold it in your hand. You can definitely like dole it out so that you're not taking one gel in one sitting. I love the Cliff Blocks mainly because they taste like candy, but also because they come in options like some are caffeinated if you need that extra jolt of energy. Some have some sodium packed into them in case you might be doing a long run or a hard workout in the middle of a summer day and you really need to replace those sodium levels that you might be losing in excessive sweating. So typically I will carry one or two of those and if I've got like a liquid option, I'm not opposed to, you know, doing a little Gatorade spritz. Sometimes I'll have half Gatorade, half water, get that all down and the little bit of um, electrolytes and those carbs and sugars in that Gatorade are going to give me that boost that I need to keep going. I think it's also important to note that you should bring your fuel with you and you should test out when is the most optimum time to have it. Typically, you don't want to wait until you're hungry or you're thirsty to start fueling or hydrating. You want to keep a consistent source of those things going so that you never hit a wall or you never quote unquote bonk. The reason for fueling while on a run is when you're on, on those long distances is to make sure you don't hit that dreaded quote unquote wall or bonk where your muscles run out of glycogen and it just feels like all of a sudden you're running through molasses. So you want to keep those carbs coming um, every 45 minutes or so. At my pace, what I like to do is just every five miles, I'll take a gel or a portion of chews have it with water for sure to make sure I can digest it properly um, and not Gatorade. I have made that mistake too many carbs at once and it all comes back up. When you get into the rhythm of doing those longer runs, especially if you're training for something like a half marathon or a full marathon, you're going to have to find a, a routine and what works best for you specifically. And what works best for me might not work best for you. So it's finding the rhythm of what type of goo you like and how much you'll need during a half marathon or a full marathon. So as you go on your runs, your long runs, you'll be able to get a sense of how much you'll need and when you'll need it. Obviously, a snack is something that's going to give you fuel that's going to digest rather quickly, but that's not gonna weigh you down. You wanna make sure your stomach feels light and comfortable 
just the way you want to feel for most of your run, right? Some of us might not be feeling super comfortable when we're mid-marathon race, but if you are just going for your run, you want to make sure that you have enough energy to serve the demands of your body, but you also want to make sure, again, that you're comfortable and that you're feeling light enough to carry out those demands. I see snacks before my runs as a way to just top me off or afterwards as a way to tide me over until I can eat a full meal because nobody likes a hungry runner. They are not happy people. Usually snacks for me are not as well-rounded as my meals, uh, but just something quick and easy to help give me a little fuel but not feel overly full. Snacks usually check some of the boxes in terms of fueling, but meals should really check them all. With snacks, I focus on sugar or protein or carbs, but meals are much more rounded. Snacks offer fuel for short bursts, which is why you need to consistently snack to maintain your effort. What I mean by that is your body adjusts to whatever you're giving it. So for me, if I start taking gels early in a run, my body will request another and another at a precise interval, or I bonk. Meals can be heavier and more complex because my body has more time to digest and needs to replace what's been utilized. I think it's really important to understand how, despite what your mind or social media may say is necessary fuel, we have to properly refuel in order to keep going. Not just day after day, but year after year. So I would say after the workout, if it's really hot outside, like I've just been training for some fall marathons throughout the last three months and it's been sweaty, hot and humid. And truthfully, the last thing that I want is a full meal, no matter how long or how hard I just ran. I'm looking for quick sources to replenish anything that I've lost in all of the sweat, like a Gatorade spritz again. Maybe I'm having a sparkling water, some peanut butter pretzels. I love, love, love tortilla chips. And if you add a nice hummus or a delicious salsa, that's all going to give you at least a little bit of salt and crunch and satisfaction so that you can hold yourself over until you're ready to eat and eat something that's going to be nourishing and delicious. Typically, I try to have my full meal within, you know, 90 minutes of working out because that's when your metabolism is the highest. And if that's something that you are concerned with, you know, the the energy expenditure versus the energy consumption, then I think it's important to kind of hit that mark because you also don't want to wait too long. And then you get, like me, really, really insatiable. And then I'm just snacking like a mad woman. And there is no end to my snacking in sight until I've had a proper meal with proper levels of carbs, protein, and fat. And I think what's most notable about that is that the protein and the fat, while necessary in all diets, you want to make sure that you're having limited quantities of that before your race or before your long run, because those things are much harder to break down inside of your body and your body ends up using much more energy to break those things down. So you want to make sure you're just having those quick, simple sugars, simple carbs, something that's going to give you energy, fill your muscles with glycogen before. And then afterwards, during your full meal, when you're ready to really hunker down and give yourself something delicious, that's when you can get into the pancakes, the eggs, the sausage, if it's for breakfast, or perhaps a delicious cheeseburger with a nice salad, or my favorite, 
a pizza. I love a burrata slice with some anchovies. And I also love a margarita with some mushrooms. So maybe I'll get one of each if I'm feeling really spicy. (laughs) I feel most fueled post whatever meal I've been drooling over mid-run. Sometimes that's a brunch. Sometimes it's a burger. But regardless of my effort or lack thereof, honestly, I always work to fuel my body with love. That might sound kind of corny, but what it means to me is not restricting my choices because I haven't earned them, but giving my body the nutrients it needs to sustain my lifestyle, whatever that may be at the time. So I just try to make sure like I'm not, you know, depriving my body in any way of what it needs in terms of calories and, you know, all the all the types of of foods because I'm super motivated to avoid injury, especially you know, in, in those longer weeks when you can, you can get into that zone. I think that nutrition, hydration, recovery, rest, and effort all have to be consistent within your training cycle. So if you are making sure that you're committed to hitting each one of those facets in your training segment, I think that's when you're going to feel the most fueled. But if we're talking about the literal sense of fueled, from your food, I definitely feel my most fueled first thing in the morning after I know I've had a really delicious dinner. I've packed in the nutrition. I've had protein. I've had fat. I've had my leafy vegetables or my cruciferous fibrous vegetables. I've made sure that I've had enough time to digest. And then in the morning, I'm just having that piece of toast. I need to have my cup of coffee and I have just set myself up for success I'd say one, when I've had enough sleep the night before and when I've had a great meal the night before. So I think a lot of the things we we say are when you go for a run, it's all everything that happens during that day, but actually it starts the day before. So am I drinking enough water? Have I had any alcohol that night? It's probably better if I don't so I can feel the most hydrated um, and energized and making sure that I get a nice, decent, solid meal and a good seven to eight hours of sleep, at least seven for me. I do love to sleep in though. So that's just me. Eat a proper breakfast. I have great digestion. Things are consistent. I think that routine is going to make me feel like I can do anything. It's going to make me feel energized and it's going to keep me fueled for that run, whether it's a long run or a short run or whatever that workout is. So I think as long as I can get into that consistent rhythm of getting some sleep, staying hydrated, getting the proper snacks and the proper food, then I'm in a good place. And I'm a creature of habit and routine. So that routine is key for me. So if I feel like I've gone on a long run and I felt great I'm going to look at what did I have the day before? How much sleep did I get? What did I have for breakfast? When did I eat before I ran? Like those little things are going to make such a big difference. And we want to make sure that we track that when we, when we are able to acknowledge how we feel during those runs. I would say probably after my bagel and peanut butter with one cup of coffee, one cup of water, going to the bathroom, ready to get out there and go. Just a a little bit of butterflies, excited for my run. 
On today's show, you heard from Brooke Torres, Jenny Heimlich, Camila Jernay, Tracy Copeland, and Sasha Handel. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille, Abby Stone, and myself, Ella Dove, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Mixing and scoring and edits by our friends at Edit Audio, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lekomsky and Matt Didomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenny Gibson and Karina Masonette. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.